you found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about possible teams that could be interested in Zach Levine if the Bulls do decide to make him available. We're also going to talk about uh, should the Bulls go into a rebuild or retool, which is the better outcome for the Bulls. And lastly, we're going to talk about John Morant's pending suspension next season. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team Every day, that's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Pat, we talked about it a little bit uh, yesterday, and that is uh, Zach Levine and the... uh, the trade rumors around him. We, we kind of talked about why it's the difference between shopping and quietly gauging interest, but that brings along an interesting angle to take, and that is if the Bulls do decide to make Zach Levine available, which teams could possibly be in the running to do that? Who's going to be the most interested? So I'm turning it over to you, Pat. Who do you think is going to be the most interested teams in Zach Levine? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think that there are a lot of teams that are going to want in on this because of the kind of player that Zach is. And if the bulls Mm -hmm. were to move them, the one spot that I would actually like to see them uh, probably send him to with some draft capital would be the Portland trailblazers. I think Mm -hmm. Portland be interested because we know they don't really want to trade Dame, right? Like we are, we're not, we're not fooled by this, right? Like we know that they want to keep Dame Lillard. So this gives them an opportunity for a younger player who can play with Dame for a little while, who doesn't play exactly like Damian Lillard, which I might add, because they just also keep trying to do that. They're just like, yeah, let's put him with a guy that plays similar to him, but smaller. Yeah. Uh, but I think that you add Zach Levine to that Portland team, they're able to compete a little bit more, gives Dame a legit number two to go to, maybe in that sense, right? They re-sign Jeremy Grant, try and figure out how to structure that team around him. And in return, right, the Bulls can get some nice draft capital back, probably talking about that top pick. Um, that What is it, number three overall pick? Um, and that allows the Bulls kind of a road to make a decision. You've still got veterans on this team to go out there and try and compete with this season. But I think at, at, in the, at that point, now you're saying, all right, we know that the young guys are going to be our future. We have to just roll the dice with them, roll, try and put everything on the table because – realistically you haven't given P will the opportunity to be the number one scoring option or number two. Uh, you hope that Kobe white turns into a point guard. That's going to be stick around for you. And then, you know, you add in whatever that young player is. Yeah. I think when it comes to the Portland trailblazers, I like a lot. It seems like there's going to be a synergy there, right? It just seems kind of like when you look at like what the bulls will be hoping for, what the trailblazers will be hoping for. Um, the, ultimately though, it just, I worry that, oh, I guess we're talking about teams that would be interested in Zach in this case. I just don't know if necessarily, like, the some other teams could offer Portland more for the same assets. But, hey, if they have Zach and they look at Zach and, like, no, you're a player that can play with uh, with Dame, then that yeah. changes some things. Um, hey, I mean, I wouldn't hate what we can get back with Portland. That's, that's what I'll say. Like, like I'm not saying and calling for Zach Levine to be traded to Portland or anything like that, but if if 
the the potential return there, I think, is one that could do both sides well. I'm going to pivot and ask you about this next team, though, because we know that they have assets. Me and you talked about it off air, um, talking about, like, how they can match, easily match any contracts. Of course, Miami Heat is listed in some of these articles as a team could be interested in Zach. Is there anything for you that the Miami Heat could offer? Because I tell you what, uh, no, no high draft picks coming up. I'm not interested in Tyler Hero much, and they don't really have any young studs either. So I, I don't know if that's quite the, the 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 seamless fit. It looks like Portland would be. What do you think about Miami? Heat? Miami, Miami's tough, right? Because you're sending Zach there basically for them to try and replicate what they just did, uh, and you're adding a really good piece to them. So you know their draft capital is not going to be high. Um, Tyler Hero, I mean. I'm not mad at the prospects of Tyler Hero. And I'll be honest with you, send me Duncan Robinson too. Mm. Because I like the addition of shooting. But then you have to figure out, again, same conversation. Who's that young guy that's going to step up with them? Who's going to be the fourth? Like, I, I like DeMar DeRozan with shooters around him. I think you can run that for a year, maybe two. And, or at least till the end of his contract, it feel like, okay, this is a team that's competitive in the Eastern Conference. And yeah. you've got kind of a clear hierarchy of that team. Tyler Hero, I mean, I, I don't want it, but I guess he could run a little bit of point for you. I think you add that to a team with Kobe White. I'm not mad at that. I wouldn't be upset by that because I think the one thing that this Bulls team doesn't have is guys that can that want to shoot the ball. And they're both young guys. So you would have them basically for a while. It would be the uh, the the white uh, the white uh, Splash Brothers. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Splash Brothers are nearly there themselves, but I get what you're saying. The ways that this show goes left sometimes, bro, is 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 wild. Um, <laughs> I didn't put that together. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was that was good. That was well done. I applaud you. Oh, man, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, but with that said, uh, how do you feel, though, about the New York Knicks, a team that's always going to be involved, at least in rumors and when it comes to. Uh, OK, I'm glad that we're aligned on let, that. I don't want to do nothing to make the New York go. Knicks better. Let I don't want to. I don't want I don't want. The thing is, the Knicks could offer me, I don't know, a number one uh, pick overall for the next. I just don't want to help the Knicks get better. I just don't want to help them get better. Here's the thing. What are they sending back though? Like I saw like the weirdest trades in the world for this. Like, like trades that include like Obi Toppin and for, like I don't want Obi Toppin either. Like I got well, my own young guy. Obi isn't there anymore either though. So, oh, that's true. <laughs> where did no? Where they move Obi to? Hold on now. Is he in Washington? Still there? Obi's still there. Yeah. Okay. Why well, I think they traded Obi? See, I'm trying. I'm like, I'm like, what are you? Wait, what did I miss? Yeah, I thought um, was gone. That's my fault. Keep but no, nah, I'm just I'm not a believer in Obi Obi Toppin all of a sudden becoming this amazing player in the NBA. Um, like, what are you sending me? Like, I don't want Julius Randle either. Like, mm -hmm. I just don't. Like, I I get it. Like, I guess he could come here and actually be a four. Like Julius Randle and Vooch would be a heck of an inside tandem. But like, I don't want would Julius he? Randle either. That's like Julius want to face up a lot. Julius is Julius actually a better player up facing up. So I can I can see that working. But the thing is, is like, so Vooch is just gonna. So we're gonna go from telling Vooch to shoot too many threes to now you can never go left because it's just gonna be. <laughs> well, you gotta, I think 
I think you you put Vooch where Vooch wants to be. You say Vooch get down in the post and dominate in the post and let Obi do all the face up and pull up threes that he want to do anyway. Well, I was talking about Randall. I like Obi. Obi, I like the fit of Obi. I, I mean, I mean, my bad. Randall. I meant that's what I meant. That's what oh, I meant. Okay. I, you let you let Julius go out there and do all the face up shots and because hey, he's a better player when he faces up. He's just going left. Like back to the basket. Oh. I know we all know where he's going. <laughs> right, which way is he going? Left. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I see that. I can see that. Yeah, he's never oh, seen a left-handed man. shot he didn't like, man. That's funny. Hey, I don't know like the New York Knicks off the top of my head, their, their draft selection, uh, the picks or anything like that. So I don't I don't really like the Knicks, but again, I just don't like the <laughs> franchise of the New York Knicks overall. So yeah. uh but another team. I don't know if they're looking to do anything with their new with their young core. This last one before we go, though. How do you feel about the Sacramento Kings? To me, the Kings doesn't like. I would love the assets we're going to get back, but why would they want them? I mean, there's already talking about that they're interested in Brad Bill. I just with with most teams that are, if you're interested in Bradley Bill, if if Zach comes available, you could also <laughs> what talk. If, to him. What if what if we give you this cheaper version of Bradley Bill? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got a cheaper version. Um, it's not Cheerios. It's, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, that's right. It's not Fruit Loops. It's Fruit Rounds, but still <laughs> delicious. Nah, uh, Fruit Rounds is busting. Um. Uh, I don't know. I feel like yeah, that, that's, I feel that's, like, that's, uh, that's a borderline pause. That's there, questionable. Bro. That's questionable. Yeah. I'm a just in case. Um, but no, I just why wouldn't they want somebody to help them defensively? Like that's my thing. Like you had the number one offense in the NBA last season. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Score 180 points a game? <laughs> I mean, like, what are you what's the what's the expectation? That's the Mike here? D'Antoni mindset of uh, we were the best defensive team on the on the court because we scored more than the other team. Like that, uh, okay. I, I guess so. Like shout yeah. out to that. Like I don't know. Like, but I I just I don't see another offensive piece going there being the fix. I would rather see him go. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, do we dare do another trade with Orlando? No. Bye. It's time to go. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> no, I will say this. Like Orlando There's has a lot a draft, of pieces down there. They have a lot of draft picks down there. Uh, they got some pieces, like you said, especially because you got to look like at some point they're gonna have to start breaking up some of those forwards. Man, they got a lot of forwards now, bro. They got a lot of forwards and a lot, of, a guards. lot of guards. Like there's 15 players on the team, and all <laughs> and I can name and is guards and forwards. One position. It's weird, hey, bro. bro. It's so weird, man. It's they so would literally weird. be running like four centers in a game. <laughs> Bro, it's so weird. Mo Wagner, so Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, and Paolo Bancaro on the floor at once. Paolo's playing the two. Oh. <laughs> All right, man. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, should the Bulls continue to retool uh, or should they go full rebuild? Before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same things as Lululemon, uh, but but fit way better. The fit uh, way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Show yourself wearing bird dogs on. Oh, whoa. Got to cut that part out. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for free. Hey, yo. yo. (laughs) Please don't. BenzBirdDogs.com NBA for a free Eddie style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. <laughs> hey, yo. 
Oh right. man, well, let's keep it rolling. Dog. Let's keep Jeez. it rolling. Um, with that said, uh, Pat, yeah. <laughs> a lot of conversations being made in Bulls fandom about Bulls retooling, rebuilding. It's a conversation. Honestly, me, you can put this as a as a rolling topic every <laughs> single day because it's a conversation every day in Bulls Nation. Um, yeah. but with the recent you know, Zach Levine rumors, that's really isn't much. It's it's re-brought up that conversation. Has your thought process changed at all? Do you still think the Bulls stay the course, continue trying to retool until they get there? Do you see like a finite amount of time until they go full rebuild? What do you think? There's no way to me that you don't look at what just happened in the NBA Finals and and feel like you go re, full retool. Like it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like it, I know we hate the word continuity now, but yeah. it's important. Even if it's with our young guys, even if it's P. Will and and Kobe White, I know that we right like we may move on from one of the pieces, but that doesn't mean you just change everything at once. And yeah. again, I will say this: until I'm blue in the face, tanking don't work. Most of the teams that tank still suck. I don't know if y'all know this. Portland literally has a superstar. They still suck. They have the number yeah. three overall pick. He's probably not going to help. <laughs> like for oh, real, do man. you see Brandon Miller or uh, um, uh, Scoot Henderson helping them? I mean, I see them helping them win more games, but as far as for their championship hopes, no, not right away. <laughs> so it's, I, it's, I definitely think Scoot is. It, I, I see Scoot as a player that you can absolutely build around going forward in the future, like as, as to see if he can turn into your franchise player, but. Uh, Yes, they, even that he's not having that instant impact. He, none of these guys are coming in and giving the Tim Duncan effect. That's what yeah, I maybe Wemby, maybe Wemby still not, bro. That maybe that Spurs team's gonna win twenty five games this season. Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought about that too. I I put that on Twitter. I said, hey, real talk. What do we do if Wemby's not the second coming of Jesus Christ? Like everybody's anticipating. Well, he's well I going think he's gonna be, be great on long term, but I mean, just initially next season, I think they're not gonna win that many games. And they're gonna have another top five to ten pick and add another young player to go with Wimby. And then we're going to talk about <coughs> that team in the next five years doing some stuff. I mean, that's fine. But like how people talking about Wimby coming over, like he better be 18 and 10 his first season shooting 40% from the three-point line. <laughs> and freaking uh, 50, 40, 90 player right off the gotta bat. Gotta be, like, bro. He gotta be. <laughs> like he's gotta be. Like how much? I was like, people are going to be so disappointed if he's a regular player. <laughs> that is a fact, bro. But I, I just... I don't see a re I don't see a rebuild being the way to the next level. I do think you need to find your superstar. I do think that the Bulls have to go out and and try to um you know find somebody who's going to get to that next level, but that's not a one season thing. You think about this. We loved Jokic. Yeah. But we started this season talking about if Jokic doesn't get to a championship game, he's just winning MVPs, what are we really doing here? Mhm. Mm Instead, he gets to a championship. Now he's regarded as one of the best big men of all time. And so, like, it it literally is just like you have to stay the course at some point. And the other side of this, the rebuild, the blow it all up, all of that isn't a better course to take, especially in a season where you got no draft capital. Yeah, and and that's the biggest thing. And I think people don't think about like, and I, and I said this. If the Bulls w were to go rebuild, I said this over on Central, the th it's not going to happen until 2027. It's just not. That's just realistic. Probably. Like, because at that point, you know that everything has failed. You know, all your picks yeah. have basically not panned out. 
Like here's here's the worst part about it is as upset as some of us can be about P Will, and I am upset that P Will hasn't panned out in the first three years. I still wouldn't be oh my god surprised if he turned himself into an eighteen and eight player. Yeah. Now is that what I hoped he was gonna be? No, but I wouldn't be surprised by that, right? Like I wouldn't be like wow, like the 21 year old kid at 25 is actually a pretty good basketball player. I think that's the part that's tough. A lot of times is the waiting it out part. You had, you look at Denver, they had to wait for this eight years. They had to wait on Jamal Murray's knees to hold up. They had to wait on Michael Porter jr's back. They had to wait. This is why I'm telling y'all get ready for the long haul. We're in this mug. Billy Donovan is here for an undisclosed amount of time. That contract probably says until you win a championship. He may die here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And and a rebuild just simply isn't coming. And like I said, like all the AKs basically told you this. He said everything. Now, I'm sure if an amazing deal, like if some, if some series of deals happen that the Bulls could walk away with the number two and number three overall picks in this draft, I think, all right, at that point, all right, you 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 take advantage of deals, but like it they're they're not they don't have their eyes set to rebuild. They have their eyes set to continue to retool and continue going through the natural. And that's what they should have done from the get. Let's keep in mind, AK came in here and said that that's what they were going to build through the draft, try to develop within. They ended up making moves for Vooch, making the subsequent moves for Ball and, and DeMar. Okay, that's what happened. But that's still his mindset. It's to naturally build a team overall. I mean, he hasn't not done that, though. Yeah. We have a ton of young talent. Like, even though Kobe White's not his draft pick, he's still a young talent on this team and a Chicago Bulls draft pick. Kobe White, I would assume, Patrick Williams, uh, uh, Dalen Terry, Marco Simonovic. I don't know about that one. We'll see if he exists. Watch season. Marco end up being the best player out of all of Marco's them. Going Marco's going to be a I, – I said that the other day. I was like, watch they stashed him for two years just so that he didn't have to deal with all the BS and just because the team didn't fit him. Like, I think – I, I said now, unfortunately, I said this in the, in the sense of the Bulls don't re-sign Vooch. But I was like, watch the Bulls don't re-sign Vooch. They throw Marco in there just to see what he does because they have no other options. And he's going to be 20 and 8. You're like, wait a minute. Hold on now. <laughs> he could play. That crazy. That would be but wild, bro. Here's, here's what I want people to understand. And this is why I always say the whole tanking thing, retool to rebuild, this is the re- thing you got to remember. Eight games is the difference between us feeling good about this season and bad about this season. Eight games. If the Chicago Bulls finish this season 48 and what is that, 32? I mean, my math ain't right on that. I feel like Your math 48 and 30, 35. What up? So, y'all know. Whatever. Y'all added up to get there. <laughs> we're talking about y'all, we're talking about a completely different season. Yeah. We're talking about coming out of this season feeling completely different about this bull. Eight games. How many games did we watch where the Bulls just like it was small mistakes at the end? Like you're not that far away from feeling completely different about this team. Yeah. And that's why that's why I look at it and say, you're a lot closer to what you want to be than what you don't want to be. Like, yeah, did this season suck? 100%. But can I see eight games that the Bulls could have pulled out? Can I find four games where I look at the referees and I'm like, hey, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like four games and we're sitting here. We're like, it was a step back, but you know what? They, they fought through a lot of this stuff. It's still a winning season. We, we okay. You know what I mean? We gotta, we gotta make some adjustments here. It's not that far away. Y'all we're not a 30 win team. We're not a 20 win team. Now, how far are we from a championship? That's a different conversation, but we ain't there yet. I don't know if y'all know this. 1998 was a long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> a lot of mighty things have changed since that time. Um, internet. Also, <laughs> so We're doing a podcast on the internet right Bro, now. Bro, <laughs> like, do you ever go back and look at some of those old Jordan games and you're just like, how did how did we even make out the face? Like this shit is bad, bro. Hey, Not bro. the enhanced version. Hey. Shout out to the do they be trying to enhance it, but that original, <laughs> bro, that's terrible. Dog, I said this. I said, I wonder if our eyes have gotten better. <laughs> Because I'm not gonna lie to you, watching them get I remember watching those and then you, know, you thought it was clear as shit, didn't you, bro? It was clear to the mug. Yeah. Like I looked at it, I was like, oh yeah, Michael Jordan, he's killing it out here. Now I watch that on the screen now, and I'm just like, hey, was was I did my eyes get better? Like what why does this look <laughs> so much worse? Bro, the imagination is a powerful thing, bro. It's That's crazy, all I can say, man. It's crazy. Oh, oh, I do got to add read, don't I? Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, I'm so used to not having them, bro. Look at me having to do some work here. Hey, uh, we also want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. And so Game Time's here to make that a lot easier for you. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Uh, forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Game Time guarantees, uh, and the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find your ticket in the same selection or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Go over to Game Time now, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, and uh, just remind the everydayers that Locked On Bulls is free and available on your podcasting app of choice as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. All right, Pat, so one of the things we've been waiting on is to hear the details of the John Morant suspension. We got that. John Morant suspended for 25 games, bro. Do you think that that was enough? It's – he's – I don't want to say he's going to do it again. I'm not going to say that. Mm. But you basically still allow him the opportunity to get his Supermax. Um, you, you're taking 25 games away in which the Grizzlies probably are going to be 15 and 10. And, yeah, he loses out on that money. But, like, this is no – I guess this is no different than what you did with him last season, which – you know, would they give him a 15-game suspension, but he had already served, like, 10 of them or something like that? Like, I, I don't understand this. I get it, right? Like, now it's a it's a toy gun or it's a lighter gun or whatever. Like, it's one of those, like, but it's just, I just want to see him learn his lesson. Mm. 
And do I feel like the suspension was long enough? No. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I can't believe that the NBA is doing this. But I will say this. Adam Silver was misleading in a mug. Yeah. Like, you could have announced 25 games during the final. Yeah, people would have talked about it for one day and been moved. All you had to do, like, there was two days between each final game now. Announce it. Like, it, it's cool. It would have been out the cycle by the time the game came back. Over, and you bro. could have Mike, announced this, bro. Like, he made it sound yeah. like, all right, so I hate to tell y'all this, but we got to kill John Moran. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how he made it sound like it was it was happening after the finals. Like, 25 games, like, you could have done that. Like, and it, is that a serious punishment? Yes. For John Moran, it definitely is. Because 25 games unpaid. And yeah, that's a lot of money. I, I, that's a lot of money. He's losing a lot of money there. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it changes anything in the long run of, you know, adjusting. I don't know how to say it. Adjusting his attitude to it. Like mm. maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. He didn't lose any endorsement deals, which is, I guess, good for him. You know, shout out to that. I I guess the very weird stances that some of these companies take here. But uh, they pick and choose who they really want to be associated with. That's all that Selective is. Selective outrage. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't care, and I don't care because it seems like the NBA doesn't care. I, I mean, to me, it's like, I, I feel like they did give him a slap on the wrist. I feel like they gave him almost the, the suspension he should have had the first time that it happened. But nonetheless, you know, that we'll let that be what it's going to be. Um, I think that, you know, hopefully this is the biggest thing is you want John to wake up, right? Like, I get it. 25 games is 25 games. John Morant stays out of trouble the rest of his career and goes and has a long career. We had, we're not even talking about this two years from now. Yeah. We may not be talking about this a year from now if John Morant's playing. We won't be great, talking so. about it by the playoffs. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You just want, you want John to get and make the corrections that he needs to make, whether that means cutting people off in his past, whatever that is, doing that, right? And hopefully, you know, hitting him because this, this is significant. It's almost a third of his of his contract basically for the year. You, yeah. That that's that's major, and hopefully it's enough to wake him up. I just I don't know, man. I I saw that he like, and here's the wild part, right? I saw that he like they said he cut off the one friend that was like recording the video, mm-hmm. and I was like, he tried to get you out the camera. <laughs> like I don't know if that's the dude you want to cut. I like he put up the finger guns, and you was like, let me pull the lighter. Like no, no, like what? Like, no. And if you don't do anything, at least leave it live. So they're like, he's like, no, it's not a real gun. It's a lighter. Yeah, like, exactly. click. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like he's cutting off the wrong people. I will say this. Uh, the part that at least outwardly it seems to me that I don't like is it feels to me like with everything Ja is dealing with and going through, his family is more worried about him being buddy-buddy and good job then okay i need to steer like t Morant, like yeah. hey bro like you got to steer your son in the right direction a little bit him yeah. you know what i mean yeah. you gotta you gotta and maybe he is maybe he's doing that behind closed doors outwardly it doesn't seem like that to me it seems like he's the one hyping up a lot of the behavior a lot of times yeah um i mean ho- hopefully he has the right people in his ear and hopefully even the people that are around him if they weren't taking it seriously then they're taking it seriously now because like Hey, you, like it, it, like you don't want your boy to go down. Like you shouldn't, at least, if you're around for the right reason. So let's just hope he gets some mentorship. I don't know if you heard early in the week. There's that thing that Lil Wayne tried to reach out to him, and uh, uh, they, he was told that Ja didn't want to talk to him or something like that. It was crazy. It was crazy. I don't, I don't know, know if Lil Wayne's the one hey. that you. 
Uh, <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's the best rapper alive, but I don't know if I want Lil Wayne to mentor and Jai either. Like, I, well, he's been through a lot of it. He's been through a lot. I guess yeah. like he can help him get out of some trouble. Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to. <laughs> like Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne ain't even had the best law uh, lawyers on his side. Like Wayne had been to jail twice for a Bro, long time. Wayne's, <laughs> Wayne's lawyers were like, "So did you do it?" All right, babe, but can you sign this album for me? All right, cool. We all <laughs> when he was signing the contract for the lawyer, they just lifted it. It was it was the Carter Three <laughs> yeah, under there. Yeah. He accidentally signed it. Like, wait a minute, I got you. All right, yeah, you going to jail though? No, you going to jail. You know, you gonna be there for a while. I'm not gonna lie to you. How you like Rikers? <laughs> All right, bro. It's time to end the show, man. Let's follow, get up out of here. Let's follow us on everything at Lock- real quick. <laughs> follow us on everything at Lockdo Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing love. <laughs> we have way too much fun doing this show. I love this show, bro. I'm never leaving. <laughs> You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow the uh, us collectively at Locked On Bulls. We want to thank you guys for uh, making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check back in with us on Mondays. We'll be going over any news, rumors, anything going on with the Bulls on Monday as well. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace.